Act Three of the Spanish Tragedy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Spanish Tragedy by Thomas Kidd. Act Three, Scene One, The Court of Portugal. Enter Viceroy of Portugal, Nobles, Alexandro, Villupo. In fortunate condition of kings, seated amidst so many helpless doubts, first we are placed upon extremest height, and oft supplanted with exceeding hate but ever subject to the wheel of chance, and at our highest never joy we so, as we both doubt and dread our overthrow. So striveth not the waves with sundry winds, as fortune toileth in the affairs of kings, that would be feared, yet fear to be beloved, sith fear or love to kings is flattery. For instance, lordings, look upon your king, by hate deprived of his dearest son, the only hope of our successive line. I had not thought that Alexandro's heart had been envenomed with such extreme hate, but now I see that words have several works, and there's no credit in the countenance. No, for my lord, had you beheld the train that feigned love had coloured in his looks when he in camp consorted Balthazar, far more inconstant had you thought the sun that hourly coast the centre of the earth, than Alexandro's purpose to the prince. No more, Villopo, thou hast said enough, and with thy words thou slayest our wounded thoughts nor shall I longer dally with the world, procrastinating Alexandro's death. Go, some of you, and fetch the traitor forth, that as he is condemned he may die. Enter Alexandro with a nobleman and halberts. In such extremes will naught but patience serve. But in extremes what patience shall I use? Nor discontents it me to leave the world, with whom there nothing can prevail but wrong. Yet hope the best. Tis heaven is my hope. As for the earth, it is too much in fact to yield me hope of any of her mould. Why linger ye? Bring forth that daring fiend, and let him die for his accursed deed. Not that I fear the extremity of death, for nobles cannot stoop to servile fear. Do I, O king, thus discontented live? But this, O oh, this, torments my labouring soul, that thus I die suspected of a sin whereof, as heavens have known my secret thoughts, so am I free from this suggestion. No more, I say. To the tortures. When? Bind him, and burn his body in those flames. They bind him to the stake. That shall prefigure those unquenched fires of Phlegethon, prepared for his soul. My guiltless death will be avenged on thee, on thee, Viluppo, that hath malice thus, or for thy meed hast falsely me accused. Nay, Alexandro, if thou menest me, I'll lend a hand to send thee to the lake, where those thy words shall perish with thy works. Injurious traitor, monstrous homicide. Enter ambassador. Stay, hold a while, and here, with pardon of his majesty, lay hands upon Villupo. Ambassador, what news hath urged this sudden enterance? No, sovereign lord, that Balthazar doth live. What sayest thou? Liveth Balthazar our son? Your Highness's son, Lord Balthazar, doth live, and, well entreated in the court of Spain, humbly commends him to your Majesty. These eyes beheld, and these my followers, with these, the letters of the King's commends, gives him letters, are happy witnesses of his Highness's health. The King looks on the letters and proceeds. Thy son doth live. Your tribute is received. Thy peace is made, and we are satisfied. The rest resolve upon us things proposed for both our honours and thy benefit. 
These are His Highness's farther articles. He gives him more letters. Accursed wretch! To intimate these ills against the life and reputation of noble Alexandro. Come, my lord, unbind him. Let him unbind thee that is bound to death, to make a quittal for thy discontent. They unbind him. Dread lord, in kindness you could do no less upon report of such a damned fact. But thus we see our innocence hath saved the hopeless life which thou, Villuppo, sought by thy suggestions to have massacred. Say, false Villuppo, wherefore didst thou thus falsely betray Lord Alexandro's life? Him, whom thou knowest that no unkindness else but even the slaughter of our dearest son could once have moved us to have misconceived. Say, treacherous Villuppo, tell the king, wherein hath Alexandro used thee ill? Rent with remembrance of so foul a deed, my guilty soul submits me to thy doom. For not for Alexandro's injuries, but for reward and hope to be preferred, thus I have shamelessly hazarded his life. Which villain shall be ransomed with thy death, and not so mean a torment as we here devised for him who thou saidst slew our son? but with the bitterest torments and extremes that may be yet invented for thine end. Alexandro seems to entreat. Entreat me not. Go, take the traitor hence. Exit, Filippo. And Alexandro, let us honour thee, with public notice of thy loyalty, to end those things articulated here by our great lord, the mighty king of Spain, we with our counsel will deliberate. Come, Alexandro, keep us company. Exeunt. Scene two. Enter Hieronimo. O eyes! No eyes but fountains fraught with tears. O life! No life but lively form of death. O world! No world but mass of public wrongs, confused and filled with murder and misdeeds. O sacred heavens! If this unhallowed deed, if this inhuman and barbarous attempt, if this incomparable murder thus of mine, but now no more, my son, shall unrevealed and unrevenged pass how should we term your dealings to be just if you unjustly deal with those that in your justice trust the night sad secretary to my moans with direful visions wakes my vexed soul and with the wounds of my distressful son solicits me for notice of his death the ugly fiends do sally forth of hell and frame my steps to unfrequented paths and fear my heart with fierce inflamed thoughts the cloudy day my discontents records, early begins to register my dreams, and drive me forth to seek the murderer. Eyes, life, world, heavens, hell, night and day, see, search, shoe, send some man, some mean that may. A letter falleth. What's here? A letter? Tush, it is not so. A letter written to Hieronimo. Red ink. For want of ink, receive this bloody writ. Me hath my hapless brother hid from thee. Revenge thyself on Balthazar and him. For these were they that murdered thy son. Hieronimo, revenge Horatio's death, and better fare than Bel Imperior doth. What means this unexpected miracle? My son slain by Lorenzo and the prince? What cause had they Horatio to malign? Or what might move thee, Bel Imperior, to accuse thy brother, had he been the mean? Hieronimo, beware! Thou art betrayed, and to entrap thy life this train is laid. Advise thee, therefore, be not credulous. This is devised to endanger thee, that thou by this Lorenzo shouldst accuse, and he, for thy dishonour done, should draw thy life in question and thy name in hate. 
dear was the life of my beloved son, and of his death behooves me be revenged. Then hazard not thine own, Hieronimo, but live to effect thy resolution. I therefore will by circumstances try what I can gather to confirm this writ, and hearkening near the Duke of Castile's house, close if I can, with Bellimperia, to listen more, but nothing to be ray. Enter Pedrangano. Now, Pedrangano! Now, Hieronimo! Where's thy lady? I know not. Here's my lord. Enter Lorenzo. How now? Who's this? Hieronimo? My lord. He asketh for my lady Bellimperia. What to do, Hieronimo? The duke my father hath, upon some disgrace, a while removed her hence. But if it be aught I may inform her of, tell me, Hieronimo, and I let her know it. Nay, nay, my lord, I thank you. It shall not need. I had a suit unto her, but too late, and her disgrace makes me unfortunate. Why so, Hieronimo? Use me. Oh, no, my lord. I dare not. It must not be. I humbly thank your lordship. Why, then, farewell. My grief no heart, my thoughts no tongue can tell. Exit. Come hither, Pedrangano. Seest thou this? My lord, I see it, and suspect it, too. This is that damned villain Cerberine, that hath, I fear, revealed Horatio's death. My lord, he could not. T'was so lately done, and since he hath not left my company. Admit he have not, his conditions such as fear or flattering words may make him false. I know his humour, and therewith repent that e'er I used him in this enterprise. But Pedrangano, to prevent the worst, and cause I know thee secret as my soul, here for thy further satisfaction take thou this. Gives him more gold. And hearken to me, thus it is devised. This night thou must, and prithee so resolve. Meet Cerberine at St. Luigi's Park. Thou know'st tis here hard by, behind the house. There take thy stand, and see thou strike him sure. For die he must, if we do mean to live. But how shall Cerberine be there, my lord? Let me alone. I'll send to him to meet the prince and me, where thou must do this deed. It shall be done, my lord, it shall be done. And I'll go arm myself to meet him there. When things shall alter, as I hope they will, then shalt thou mount for this, thou know'st my mind. Exit Pedrangano. Cela Ieron. Enter Page. My lord? Go, sirrah, to Cerberine, and bid him forthwith meet the prince and me at St. Luigi's Park, behind the house, this evening, boy. I go, my lord. But, sirrah, let the hour be eight o'clock. Bid him not fail. I fly, my lord. Exit. Now to confirm the complot thou hast cast of all these practices, I'll spread the watch upon precise commandment from the king, strongly to guard the place where Pedringano this night shall murder hapless Cerberine. Thus must we work that will avoid distrust. Thus must we practice to prevent mishap, and thus one ill another must expulse. This sly inquiry of Hieronimo for Bellimperia breeds suspicion, and this suspicion bodes a further ill. As for myself, I know my secret fault, and so do they, but I have dealt for them. They that for coin their souls endangered, to save my life, for coin shall venture theirs. And better it's that base companions die, than by their life to hazard our good haps, nor shall they live for me to fear their faith. I'll trust myself, myself shall be my friend, for die they shall. Slaves are ordained to no other end. Scene 3
Enter Pedrangano with a pistol. Now, Pedrangano, bid thy pistol hold, and hold on, fortune. Once more favour me. Give but success to mine attempting spirit, and let me shift for taking of mine aim. Here is the gold. This is the gold proposed. It is no dream that I adventure for, but Pedrangano is possessed thereof. And he that would not strain his conscience for him that thus his liberal purse hath stretched, unworthy such a favour, may he fail, and wishing want, when such as I prevail. As for the fear of apprehension, I know, if need should be, my noble lord will stand between me and ensuing harms. Besides, this place is free from all suspect. Here, therefore, will I stay and take my stand. Enter the watch. We wonder much to what intent it is that we are thus expressly charged to watch. Tis by commandment in the king's own name. But we were never wont to watch and ward so near the duke, his brother's house before. Content yourself. Stand close. There's somewhat int. Enter Cerberine. Here, Cerberine, attend and stay thy pace. For here did Don Laurentius page appoint that thou by his command shouldst meet with him. How fit a place, if one were so disposed. Methinks this corner is too close with one. Here comes the bird that I must seize upon. Now, Pedringano, or never, play the man. I wonder that his lordship stay so long, or wherefore should he send for me so late? For this, Cerberine, and thou shalt have it. Shoots the dag. So there he lies. My promise is performed. Hark, gentlemen, this is a pistol shot. And here's one slain. Stay the murderer. Now by the sorrows of the souls in hell. He strives with the watch. Who first lays hands on me, I'll be his priest. Sirrah, confess, and therein play the priest. Why hast thou thus unkindly killed the man? Why? Because he walked abroad so late. Come, sir, you had been better kept your bed than have committed this misdeed so late. Come, to the marshals with the murderer. Unto Hieronymos, help me here to bring the murdered body with us too. Hieronymo, carry me before whom you will, whatever he be, I'll answer him and you and do your worst, for I defy you all. Exeunt. Scene four. Enter Lorenzo and Balthazar. How now, my lord? What makes you rise so soon? Fear of preventing our mishaps too late. What mischief is it that we not mistrust? Our greatest ills we least mistrust, my lord, and unexpected harms do hurt us most. Why, tell me, Don Lorenzo, tell me, man, if aught concerns our honour and your own. Nor you nor me, my lord, but both in one. For I suspect, and the presumption's great, that by those base confederates in our fault, touching the death of Don Horatio, we are betrayed to old Hieronimo. Betrayed, Lorenzo? Tush, it cannot be. A guilty conscience, urged with the thought of former evils, easily cannot err. I am persuaded, and dissuade me not, that all's revealed to Hieronimo, and therefore know that I have cast it thus. Enter page. But here's the page. How now? What news with thee? My lord, Cerberine is slain. Who? Cerberine, my man. Your highness's man, my lord. Speak, page, who murdered him? He that is apprehended for the fact. Who? Patron Gano. Is Cerberine slain, that loved his lord so well? Injurious villain, murderer of his friend. Hath Patron Gano murdered Cerberine? 
my lord let me entreat you to take the pains to exasperate and hasten his revenge with your complaints unto my lord the king this their dissension breeds a greater doubt assure thee don lorenzo he shall die or else his highness hardly shall deny meanwhile i'll haste the martial sessions for die he shall for this his damned deed exit balthazar why so this fits our former policy and thus experience bids the wise to deal i lay the plot he prosecutes the point i set the trap he breaks the worthless twigs and sees not that wherewith the bird was limbed thus hopeful men that mean to hold their own must look like fowlers to their dearest friends he runs to kill whom i have helped to catch and no man knows it was my reaching fetch tis hard to trust unto a multitude or any one in mine opinion when men themselves their secrets will reveal enter a messenger with a letter boy my lord what's he i have a letter to your lordship from whence from pedringano that's imprisoned so he is in prison then ay my good lord what would he with us he writes us here to stand a good lord and help him in distress tell him i have his letters know his mind and what we may let him assure him all fellow be gone my boy shall follow thee exit messenger this works like wax yet once more try thy wits boy go convey this purse to pedringano thou knowest the prison closely give it him and be advised that none be thereabout bid him be merry still but secret and though the martial sessions be to-day bid him not doubt of his delivery tell him his pardon is already signed and thereon bid him boldly be resolved for were he ready to be turned off as tis my will the uttermost be tried thou with his pardon shalt attend him still show him this box tell him his pardon's int but open it not and if thou lov'st thy life but let him wisely keep his hopes unknown he shall not want while don lorenzo lives away i go my lord i run but sirrah see that this be cleanly done exit page now stands our fortune on a tickle point and now or never ends lorenzo's doubts one only thing is unaffected yet and that's to see the executioner but to what end i list not trust the air with utterance of our pretence therein for fear the privy whisperings of the wind convey our words amongst unfriendly ears that lie too open to advantages e quel che voglio io nessun lo sa intendo io quel mi bastara exit scene five enter boy with the box my master hath forbidden me to look in this box and by my troth tis likely if he had not warned me i should not have had so much idle time for we men's kind in our minority are like women in their uncertainty that they are most forbidden they will soonest attempt so i now by my bare honesty here's nothing but the bare empty box were it not sin against secrecy i would say it were a piece of gentlemanlike knavery i must go to pedringano and tell him his pardon is in this box nay i would have sworn it had i not seen the contrary i cannot choose but smile to think how the villain will flout the gallows scorn the audience and descant on the hangman and all presuming of his pardon from hence wilt not be an odd jest for me to stand and grace every jest he makes pointing my finger at this box as who would say 
mock on here's thy warrant is't not a scurvy jest that a man should jest himself to death alas poor pedringano i am in a sort sorry for thee but if i should be hanged with thee i cannot weep exit scene six enter hieronimo and the deputy thus must we toil in other men's extremes that know not how to remedy our own and do them justice when unjustly we for all our wrongs can compass no redress but shall i never live to see the day that i may come by justice of the heavens to know the cause that may my cares allay this toils my body this consumeth age that only i to all men just must be and neither gods nor men be just to me worthy heralimo your office asks a care to punish such as do transgress so is it my duty to regard his death who when he lived deserved my dearest blood but come for that we came for let's begin for here lies that which bids me to be gone enter officers boy and pedrangano with a letter in his hand bound bring forth the prisoner for the court is set gramercy boy but it was time to come for i had written to my lord anew a nearer matter that concerneth him for fear his lordship had forgotten me but sith he hath remembered me so well come 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 on when shall we to this gear stand forth thou monster murderer of men and here for satisfaction of the world confess thy folly and repent thy fault for there's thy place of execution this is short work well to your marshalship first i confess nor fear i death therefore i am the man twas i slew cerberine but sir then you think this shall be the place where we shall satisfy you for this gear ay pedgrano now i think not so peace impudent for thou shalt find it so for blood with blood shall while i sit as judge be satisfied and the law discharged and though myself cannot receive the like yet will i see that others have their right dispatch the faults approved and confessed and by our law he is condemned to die come on sir are you ready to do what my fine officious knave to go to this gear oh sir you are too forward thou wouldst fain furnish me with a halter to disfurnish me of my habit so i should go out of this gear my raiment into that gear the rope but hangman now i spy your knavery i'll not change without boot that's flat come sir so then i must up no remedy yes but there shall be for my coming down indeed here's a remedy for that how be turned off ay truly come are you ready i pray sir dispatch the day goes away what do you hang by the hour if you do i may chance to break your old custom faith you have reason for i am like to break your young neck dost thou mock me hangman pray god i be not preserved to break your knave's pate for this alas sir you are a foot too low to reach it and i hope you will never grow so high while i am in the office sirrah dost see yonder boy with the box in his hand what he that points to it with his finger ay that companion i know him not but what of him dost thou think to live till his old doublet will make thee a new truss 
ay and many a fair year after to truss up many an honester man than either thou or he what hath he in his box as thou thinkest faith i cannot tell nor i care not greatly methinks you should rather hearken to your soul's health why sir hangman i take it that that is good for the body is likewise good for the soul and it may be in that box is balm for both oh well thou art even the merriest piece of man's flesh that e'er groaned at my office door is your roguery become an office with a knave's name ay and that shall all they witness that see you seal it with a thief's name i prithee request this good company to pray with me ay marry sir this is a good motion my masters you see here's a good fellow nay nay now i remember me let them alone till some other time for now i have no great need i have not seen a wretch so impudent o oh, monstrous times where murderers set so light and where the soul that should be shrined in heaven solely delights in interdicted things still wandering in the thorny passages that intercepts itself of happiness murder o oh, bloody monster god forbid a fault so foul should scape unpunished despatch and see this execution done this makes me to remember thee my son exit hieronymo nay soft no haste why wherefore stay you have you hope of life why i as how why rascal by my pardon from the king oh stand you on that then you shall off with this he turns him off so executioner convey him hence but let his body be unburied let not the earth be choked or infect with that which heaven contends and men neglect Exeunt. Scene seven. Enter Hieronymo. Where shall I run to breathe abroad my woes? My woes, whose weight hath wearied the earth, or mine exclaims that have surcharged the air with ceaseless plaints for my deceased son. The blustering winds, conspiring with my words, at my lament have moved the leafless trees, disrobed the meadows of their flowered green, made mountains marsh with spring tides of my tears, and broken through the brazen gates of hell yet still tormented is my tortured soul with broken sighs and restless passions that winged mount and hovering in the air beat at the windows of the brightest heavens soliciting for justice and revenge but they are placed in those imperial heights where counter mirrored with walls of diamond i find the place impregnable and they resist my woes and give my words no way enter hangman with a letter oh lord sir god bless you sir the man sir pedergard sir hey that was so full of merry conceits well what of him oh lord sir he went the wrong way the fellow had a fair commission to the contrary sir here is his passport i pray you sir we have done him wrong i warrant thee give it me you will stand between the gallows and me ay ay Oh, i thank your lord worship exit hangman and yet though somewhat nearer me concerns i will to ease the grief that i sustain take truce with sorrow while i read on this my lord i write as mine extremes required 
that you would labour my delivery. If you neglect, my life is desperate, and in my death I shall reveal the troth. You know, my lord, I slew him for your sake, and was confederate with the prince in you, won by rewards and hopeful promises. I hope to murder Don Horatio, too. Hope he to murder mine Horatio, and actors in the accursed tragedy wast thou, Lorenzo Balthazar, and thou, of whom my son, my son, deserved so well? What have I heard, what have mine eyes beheld? O oh, sacred heavens, may it come to pass that such a monstrous and detested deed, so closely smothered and so long concealed, shall thus by this be venged or revealed? Now see I what I durst not then suspect, that Bel Imperia's letter was not feigned, nor feigned she, though falsely they have wronged both her, myself, Horatio, and themselves. Now may I make compare twixt hers and this, of every accident I ne'er could find till now, and now I feelingly perceive they did what heaven unpunished would not leave. O oh, false Lorenzo, are these thy flattering looks? Is this the honour that them didst my son? And Balthazar, bane to thy soul and me, was this the ransom he reserved thee for? Woe to the cause of these constrained wars! Woe to thy baseness and captivity! Woe to thy birth, thy body, and thy soul, thy cursed father, and thy conquered self! And banned with bitter execrations be the day and place where he did pity thee! But wherefore waste I mine unfruitful words, when naught but blood will satisfy my woes? I will go plain me to my lord the king, and cry aloud for justice through the court, wearing the flints with these my withered feet, and either purchase justice by entreats, or tire them all with my revenging threats. Exit. Scene eight. Enter Isabella and her maid. So that you say this herb will purge the eye, and this the head? Ah, but none of them will purge the heart. No, there's no medicine left for my disease, nor any physic to recure the dead. She runs lunatic. Horatio! Oh, where's Horatio? Good madam, affright not thus yourself with outrage for your son Horatio. He sleeps in quiet in the Elysian fields. Why did I not give you gowns and goodly things? Bought you a whistle and whipstock too, to be revenged on their villainies? Madam, these humours do torment my soul. My soul, poor soul! Thou talkst of things, thou knowest not what. My soul hath silver wings that mounts me up unto the highest heavens. To hen, ay, there sits my Horatio, backed with a troop of fiery cherubins, dancing about his newly heated wounds, singing sweet hymns and chanting henly notes. Rare harmony to greet his innocence, that died, I died a mirror in our days. But say, where shall I find the men, the murderers that slew Horatio? Whither shall I run to find them out that murdered my son? Exeunt. Scene 9. Bellimperia at a window. What means this outrage that is offered me? Why am I thus sequestered from the court? No notice. Shall I not know the cause of these my secret and suspicious ills? Accursed brother! Unkind murderer, why bendest thou thus thy mind to martyr me? Hieronimo, why writ I of thy wrongs? Or why art thou so slack in thy revenge? Andrea, O oh, Andrea, 
that thou sawest me for thy friend Horatio handled thus, and him for me thus causeless murdered. Well, force per force, I must constrain myself to patience, and apply me to the time till heaven, as I have hoped, shall set me free. Enter Christophel. Come, Madam Bellimperia, this may not be. Exeunt. Scene ten. Enter Lorenzo, Balthazar, and the page. Boy, talk no farther. Thus far things go well. Thou art assured that thou sawst him dead. Or else, my lord, I live not. That's enough. As for his resolution and his end, leave that to him with whom he saw John's now. Here, take my ring and give it Christopher, and bid him let my sister be enlarged, and bring her hither straight. Exit page. This that I did was for a policy, to smooth and keep the murder secret, which, as a nine days' wonder, being overblown, my gentle sister will I now enlarge. And time, Lorenzo, for my lord the duke, you heard, inquired for her yesternight. Why, my lord, I hope you heard me say, sufficient reason why she kept away. But that's all one, my lord, you love her? Aye. Then in your love beware, deal cunningly, salve all suspicions, only soothe me up. And if she hap to stand on terms with us, as for her sweetheart and concealment so, jest with her gently. Under feigned jest are things concealed that else would breed unrest. But here she comes. Enter Bellimperia. Now, sister. No, thou art no brother but an enemy, else wouldst thou not have used thy sister so, first to affright me with thy weapons drawn, and with extremes abuse my company, and then to harry me like whirlwind's rage amidst a crew of thy confederates and clap me up where none might come at me nor i at any to reveal my wrongs what madding fury did possess thy wits or wherein is it that i offended thee I advise you better bellimperia for i have done you no disparagement unless by more discretion than deserved i sought to save your honour and mine own mine honour why lorenzo wherein is it that i neglect my reputation so as you or any need to rescue it his highness and my father were resolved to come confer with old Geronimo concerning certain matters of estate that by the viceroy was determined and wherein was my honour touched in that have patience bellimperia hear the rest me next in sight his messenger they sent to give him notice that they were so nigh. Now when I came, consorted with the prince, and unexpected in an arbour there, found Bellimperia with Horatio. How then? Why then, remembering that old disgrace which you for Don Andrea had endured, and now were likely longer to sustain, by being found so meanly accompanied, thought rather, for I knew no readier mean, to thrust Horatio forth my father's way. And carry yon obscurely somewhere else, lest that his highness should have found you there even so my lord and you are witness that this is true which he entreateth of you gentle brother forged this for my sake and you my lord were made his instrument a work of worth worthy the noting too but what's the cause that you concolded me since your melancholy sister since the news of your first favourite don andrea's death my father's old wrath hath exasperate 
and better wast for you being in disgrace to absent yourself and give his fury place but why had i no notice of his ire that were to add more fuel to your fire who burnt like etna for andrea's loss hath not my father then inquired for me sister he hath and thus excused i thee he whispereth in her ear but bellimperia see the gentle prince look on thy love behold young balthazar whose passions by thy presence are increased and in whose melancholy thou mayst see thy hate his love thy flight his following thee brother you are become an orator i know not i by what experience too politic for me past all compare since last i saw you but content yourself the prince is meditating higher things tis of thy beauty then that conquers kings of those thy tresses ariadne's twines wherewith my liberty thou hast surprised of that thine ivory front my sorrow's map wherein i see no haven to rest my hope to love and fear and both at once my lord in my conceit are things of more import than women's wits are to be busied with tis i that love whom bel imperia but i that fear whom bel imperia fear yourself ay brother how as those that what they love are loath and fear to lose then fair let balthazar your keeper be no balthazar doth fear as well as we et tremolo metui pavidum junxer tomorum est vanunt stolide prodotionis opus nay and you argue things so cunningly we'll go continue this discourse at court led by the lodestar of her heavenly looks whens poor oppressed balthazar as o'er the mountains walks the wanderer incertain to effect his pilgrimage exeunt scene eleven enter two portingals and hieronimo meets them by your leave sir tis neither as you think nor as you think nor as you think your wide all these slippers are not mine they were my son horatio's my son and what a son a thing begot within a pair of minutes thereabout a lump bred up in darkness and doth serve to ballast these light creatures we call women and at nine months end creeps forth to light what is there yet in a son to make a father dote rave or run mad being born it pouts cries and breathes teeth what is there yet in a son he must be fed be taught to go and speak ay or yet why not a man love a calf as well or melt in passion or frisking kid as for a son methinks a young bacon or a fine little smooth horse colt should move a man as much as doth a son for one of these in very little time will grow to some good use whereas a son the more he grows in stature and in years the more unsquared unbevelled he appears reckons his parents among the rank of fools strikes care upon their heads with his mad riots makes them look old before they meet with age this is a son and what a loss were this considered truly oh but my horatio grew out of reach of these insatiate humours he loved his loving parents he was my comfort and his mother's joy the very arm that did hold up our house our hopes were stored up in him none but a damned murderer could hate him he had not seen the back of nineteen year when his strong arm unhorsed the proud prince balthazar and his great mind too full of honour took him to his mercy 
that valiant but ignoble Portingal. Well, heaven is heaven still, and there is nemesis and furies and things called whips, and they sometimes do meet with murderers. They do not always scape. That is some comfort. Aye, aye, aye. And then time steals on, and steals, and steals, till violence leaps forth like thunder wrapped in a ball of fire, and so doth bring confusion to them all. Good leave have you. Nay, I pray you go, for I'll leave you, if you can leave me so. Pray you, which is the next way to my lord the duke's? The next way from me. To his house, we mean. Oh, hard by, tis yon house that you see. You could not tell us if his son were there. Who, my lord Lorenzo? I, sir. He goeth in at one door, and comes out at another. Oh, forbear, for other talk for us far fitter were. But if you be importunate to know the way to him, and where to find him out, then list to me, and I'll resolve your doubt. There is a path upon your left-hand side, that leadeth from a guilty conscience, unto a forest of distrust and fear, a darksome place and dangerous to pass. There shall you meet with melancholy thoughts, whose baleful humours, if you but uphold, it will conduct you to despair and death, whose rocky cliffs, when you have once beheld, within a huge dale of lasting night, that kindled with the world's iniquities, doth cast up filthy and detested fumes not far from thence, where murderers have built a habitation for their cursed souls. There, in a brazen cauldron, fixed by Jove, in his fell wrath upon a sulphur flame, Yourselves shall find Lorenzo bathing him in boiling lead and blood of innocence. Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Why ha ha ha! Farewell, good ha ha ha! Exit. Doubtless this man is passing lunatic, or imperfection of his age doth make him dote. Come, let's away to seek my lord the duke. Scene twelve. Enter Hieronimo with a poniard in one hand and a rope in the other. Now, sir, perhaps I come and see the king. The king sees me, and fain would hear my suit. Why is not this a strange and seld-seen thing, that standest by with toys should strike me mute? Go to, I see their ships, and say no more. Hieronimo, tis time for thee to trudge. Down by the dale that flows with purple gore, standeth a fiery tower. There sits a judge, upon a seat of steel and molten brass, and twixt his teeth he holds a firebrand that leads on to the lake where hell doth stand away hieronimo to him be gone he'll do thee justice for horatio's death turn down this path thou shalt be with him straight all this and then thou needest not take thy breath this way or that way i soft and fair not so for if i hang or kill myself let's know who will revenge horatio's murther then no no fie no pardon me i'll none of that he flings away the dagger and halter this way i'll take and this way comes the king he takes them up again and here i'll have a fling at him that's flat and balthazar i'll be with thee to bring and thee lorenzo here's the king nay stay and here i hear there goes the hair away enter king ambassador castile and lorenzo now show ambassador what our viceroy saith hath he received the articles we sent justice oh justice to hieronimo back seest thou not the king is busy oh is he so who is he that interrupts our business not i hieronimo beware go by go by 
renowned king, he hath received and read thy kingly proffers, and thy promised league. And, as a man extremely overjoyed to hear his son so princely entertained, whose death he had so solemnly bewailed, this, for thy further satisfaction and kingly love, he kindly lets thee know. First, for the marriage of his princely son with Belemperia, thy beloved niece, the news are more delightful to his soul than myrrh or incense to the offended heavens. In person, therefore, will he come himself to see the marriage rite solemnized, and, in the presence of the court of Spain, to knit a sure inextricable band of kingly love and everlasting league betwixt the crowns of Spain and Portingal, there will he give his crown to Balthazar, and make a queen of Belimperia. Brother, how like you this our viceroy's love? No doubt, my lord. It is an argument of honourable care to keep his friend, and wondrous zeal to Balthazar his son. Nor am I least indebted to his grace that bends my liking to my daughter thus. Now last, dread lord, here hath his highness sent, although he send not that his son return, his ransom due to Don Horatio. Horatio? Who calls Horatio? And well remembered, thank his majesty, here see it given to Horatio. Justice, O oh, justice, justice, gentle king. Who is that? Hieronimo? Justice, O oh, justice, O oh, my son, my son, my son, whom not can ransom or redeem. Hieronimo, you are not well advised. Away, Lorenzo, hinder me no more, for thou hast made me bankrupt of my bliss. Give me my son, you shall not ransom him. Away, I'll rip the bowels of the earth. He diggeth with his dagger and ferry over to the Elysian plains and bring my son to show his deadly wounds. Stand from about me. I'll make a pickaxe of my poniard, and here surrender up my marshalship, for I'll go marshal up the fiends in hell to be avenged on you all for this. What means this outrage? Will none of you restrain his fury? Nay, soft and fair, you shall not need to strive, for needs must he go that the devils drive. Exit what accident hath happened hieronimo i have not seen him to demean him so my gracious lord he is with extreme pride conceived of young horatio his son and covetous of having to himself the ransom of the young prince balthazar distract and in a manner lunatic believe me nephew we are sorry for it this is the love that fathers bear their sons but gentle brother go give to him this gold the prince's ransom, let him have his due. For what he hath, Horatio shall not want. Haply Hieronimo hath need thereof. But if he be thus helplessly distract, tis requisite his office be resigned, and given to one of more discretion. We shall increase his melancholy so. Tis best that we see further in it first, till when ourself will hold exempt the place. And brother, now bring in the ambassador, that he may be a witness of the match twixt Balthasar and Bilimperia, and that we may prefix a certain time wherein the marriage shall be solemnized, that we may have thy lord the viceroy here. Therein your highness highly shall content his majesty, that longs to hear from hence. On then, and hear you, lord ambassador. Exeunt. Scene 12a. Enter Jaques and Pedro. I wonder, Pedro, why our master thus at midnight sends us with our torches light, when man and bird and beast are all at rest, save those that watch for rape and bloody murder. O oh, Jacques, know thou that our master's mind is much distraught, since his Horatio died, and, 
Now his aged years should sleep and rest, his heart in quiet, like a desperate man, grows lunatic and childish for his son. Sometimes, as he doth at his table sit, he speaks as if Horatio stood by him, then, starting in a rage, falls on the earth, cries out, Horatio, where is my Horatio? So that with extreme grief and cutting sorrow there is not left in him one inch of man. See where he comes. Enter Hieronymo. I pry through every crevice of each wall, look on each tree, and search through every break, beat at the bushes, stamp our grand amorous, dive in the water, and stare up to heaven. Yet cannot I behold my son Horatio. How now, who's there? Spirits, spirits! We are your servants that attend you, sir. What, make you with your torches in the dark? You bid us light them, and attend you here. No, no, you are deceived, not I. You are deceived. Was I so mad to bid you light your torches now? Light me your torches at the mid of noon, when as the sun-god rides in all his glory. Light me your torches then. Then we burn daylight. Let it be burnt. Night is a murderous slut that would not have her treasons to be seen. And yonder pale-faced Hecat there, the moon, doth give consent to that is done in her darkness. And all those stars that gaze upon her face are aglets on her sleeve, pins on her train, and those that should be powerful and divine do sleep in darkness when they most should shine. Provoke them not, fair sir, with tempting words. The heavens are gracious, and your miseries and sorrows make you speak you know not what. Villain, thou liest, and thou dost not, but tell me I am mad. Thou liest, I am not mad. I know thee to be Pedro, and he, Jaques. I'll prove it to thee, and were I mad, how could I? Where was she that same night when my Horatio was murdered? She should have shown, search thou the book, had the moon shown. In my boy's face there was a kind of grace, that I know. Nay, I do know. Had the murderer seen him, his weapon would have fallen and cut the earth. Had he been framed of naught but blood and death? Alack, when mischief doth it knows not what, what shall we say to mischief? Enter Isabella. Dear Hieronimo, come in adores. Oh, seek not means so to increase thy sorrow. Indeed, Isabella, we do nothing here. I do not cry. Ask Pedro, and ask Jaques. Not I, indeed. We are very merry, very merry. How? Be merry here. Be merry here. Is not this the place, and this, the very tree, where my Horatio died? Where he was murdered? Was. Do not say what. Let her weep it out. This was the tree. I said it of a kernel, and when our hot Spain could not let it grow, but that the infant and the human sap began to wither, duly twice a morning would I be sprinkling it with fountain water. At last it grew and grew, and bore and tore, till at the length it grew a gallows and did bear our son. It bore thy fruit and mine. A wicked, wicked plant! One knocks within at the door. See who knocked there. It is a painter, sir. Bid him come in and paint some comfort, for surely there's none lives but painted comfort. Let him come in. One knows not what may chance. God's will that I should set this tree. But even so, masters ungrateful servants rear from naught, and then they hate them that did bring them up. 
Enter the painter. God bless you, sir. Wherefore? Why, thou scornful villain, how, where, or by what means should I be blessed? What wouldst thou have, good fellow? Justice, madam. O oh, ambitious beggar! Wouldst thou have that that lives not in the world? Why, all the undelved minds cannot buy an ounce of justice. Tis a jewel so inestimable. I tell thee, God hath engrossed all justice in his hands, and there is none but what comes from him. Oh, then I see that God must write me for my murdered son. How? Was thy son murdered? Aye, sir, no man did hold his son so dear. What? Not as thine? That's a lie as massy as the earth. I had a son, whose least unvalued hair did weigh a thousand of thy sons, and he was murdered. Alas, sir, I had no more than he. Nor I. But this same one of mine was worth a legion. But all is one. Pedro, Jaques, go in adores. Isabella, go. And this good fellow here and I will range this hideous orchard up and down, like to two lions reaved of their young. Go in adores, I say. Exeunt. The painter and he sits down. Come, let's talk wisely now. Was thy son murdered? Aye, sir. So was mine. How dost take it? Art thou not sometimes mad? Is there no tricks that comes before thine eyes? Oh, Lord, yes, sir. Art a painter? Canst paint me a tear, or a wound, a groan, or a sigh? Canst paint me such a tree as this? Sir, I'm sure you've heard of my painting. My name's Bazardo. Bazardo, a for-god and excellent fellow. Look you, sir, do you see? I'd have you paint me for my gallery, in your oil-colours matted, and draw me five years younger than I am. Do you see, sir, let five years go? Let them go like the Marshal of Spain. My wife, Isabella, standing by me, with a speaking look to my son Horatio, which should intend to this, or some such-like purpose. God bless thee, my sweet son. And my hand leaning upon his head, thus, sir. Do you see? May it be done. Very well, sir. Nay, I pray, mock me, sir. Then, sir, would I have you paint me this tree, this very tree? Canst paint a doleful cry? Seemingly, sir. Nay, it should cry, but all is one. Will, sir, paint me a youth run through and through with villain swords hanging upon this tree? Canst thou draw a murderer? I'll warrant you, sir, I have the pattern of the most notorious villains that ever lived in old Spain. Oh, let them be worse, worse! Stretch thine art, and let their beards be of Judas his own colour, and let their eyebrows juddy over. In any case, observe that. Then, sir, after some violent noise, bring me forth in my shirt, and my gown under mine arm, and my torch in my hand, and my sword reared up thus, and with these words, What noise is this? Who calls here on him, O? May it be done? Yea, sir. Well, sir. Then bring me forth, bring me through alley and alley, still with the distracted countenance going along, and let my hair heave up my nightcap, let the clouds scowl, make the moon dark, the stars extinct, the winds blowing, the bells tolling, the owls shrieking, the toads croaking, the minutes jarring, and the clock striking twelve. And then at last, sir, starting, behold a man hanging and tottering and tottering, 
as you know the wind will wave a man, and I, with a trice to cut him down, and looking upon him by the advantage of my torch, find it to be my son Horatio. There may you show a passion, there you may show a passion. Draw me like old Priam of Troy, crying, The house is afire, the house is afire, as the torch over my head. Make me curse, make me rave, make me cry, make me mad, make me well again, make me curse hell, invocate heaven, and in the end leave me in a trance, and so forth. And is this the end? Oh, no, there is no end. The end is death and madness. As I am never better than when I am mad, then methinks I am a brave fellow. Then I do wonders. But reason abuseth me, and there's the torment, there's the hell. At the last, sir, bring me to one of the murderers, where he as strong as Hector. Thus would I tear and drag him up and down. He beats the painter in, then comes out again with a book in his hand. Scene 13. Enter Hieronimo with a book in his hand. Vindicta mihi. I, heaven, will be revenged of every ill, nor will they suffer murder unrepaid. Then stay, Hieronimo, attend their will, for mortal men may not appoint their time. Perchilis semper tutum est, celiribus eater. Strike and strike home where wrong is offered thee, for evils unto ills conductors be, and death's the worst of resolution. For he that thinks with patience to contend to quiet life, his life shall easily end. Fatasi miseros juvant, habes salutem. Fatasi vitam nejant, habes sepulcrum. If destiny thy miseries do ease, then hast thou health, and happy thou shalt be. If destiny deny thee life here on Imo, yet shalt thou be assured of a tomb. If neither, yet let this thy comfort be. Heaven covereth him that hath no burial. And to conclude, I will revenge his death. But how? Not as the vulgar wits of men, with open but inevitable ills, as by a secret, yet a certain mean, which under kinship will be cloaked best. Wise men will take their opportunity, closely and safely, fitting things to time. But in extremes advantage hath no time, and therefore all times fit not for revenge. Thus therefore will I rest me in unrest. Dissembling quiet in unquietness, not seeming that I know their villainies, that my simplicity may make them think that ignorantly I will let all slip. For ignorance I wot, and well they know. Remedium malorum inners est, nor aught avails it me to menace them, who, as a wintry storm upon a plain, will bear me down with their nobility. No. No, Hieronimo, thou must enjoin thine eyes to observation and thy tongue to milder speeches than thy spirit affords, thy heart to patience and thy hands to rest, thy cap to courtesy and thy knee to bow, till to revenge thou know when, where, and how. A noise within. How now, what noise? What coil is that you keep? Enter a servant. Here are a sort of poor petitioners. That are importunate, and it shall please you, sir, that you should plead their cases to the king. That I should plead their several actions. Why, let them enter, and let me see them. 
Enter three citizens and an old man. So, I tell you this, for learning and for law, there is not any advocate in Spain that can prevail, or will take half the pain that he will, in pursuit of equity. Come near, you men, that thus importune me. Aside. Now must I bear a face of gravity, for thus I used before my marshalship to plead in causes as corregidor. Come on, sirs, what's the matter? Sir, an action. Of battery. Mine of debt. Give place. No, sir. Mine is an action of the case. Mine an ejectione firme, by a lease. Content you, sirs, are you determined that I should plead your several actions? Ay, sir, and here's my declaration. And here's my band. And here's my lease. They give him papers. But wherefore stands yon silly man so mute, with mournful eyes and hands to heaven upreared? Come hither, father, let me know thy cause. O oh, worthy sir, my cause but slightly known, may move the hearts of warlike myrmidons, and melt the Corsic rocks with rueful tears. Say, father, tell me what's thy suit? No, sir, could my woes give way unto my most distressful words, then should I not in paper, as you see, with ink beray what blood began in me? What's here? The humble supplication of Don Basulto for his murdered son? Ay, sir. No, sir, it was my murdered son. Oh, my son, my son, oh, my son Horatio, but mine or thine basalto be content here take my handkerchief and wipe thine eyes whilst wretched i and thy mishaps may see the lively portrait of my dying self he draweth out a bloody napkin oh no not this horatio this was thine and when i dyed it in thy dearest blood this was a token twixt thy soul and me that of thy death revenged i should be but here take this and this what my purse i this and that and all of them are thine for all as one are our extremities oh see the kindness of hidonimo this gentleness shows him a gentleman see see oh see thy shame hieronimo see here a loving father to his son behold the sorrows and the sad laments that he delivereth for his son's decease if love's effects so strive in lesser things if love enforce such moods in meaner wits, if love express such power in poor estates, Hieronimo, when as a raging sea, tossed with the wind and tide, overturneth then the upper billows course of waves to keep, whilst lesser waters labour in the deep, then shamest thou not, Hieronimo, to neglect the sweet revenge of thy Horatio? Though on this earth justice will not be found, I'll down to hell, and in this passion knock at the dismal gates of Pluto's court, getting by force, as once Alcides did, a troop of furies and tormenting hags, to torture Don Lorenzo and the rest. Yet, lest the triple-headed porter should deny my passage to the slimy strand, the Thracian poet, thou shalt counterfeit. Come on, old father, be my Orpheus, and if thou canst, no notes upon the harp, then sound the burden of thy sore heart's grief, till we do gain that proserpine may grant revenge on them that murdered my son then will i rent and tear them thus and thus shivering their limbs in pieces with my teeth tears the papers oh sir my declaration exit hieronimo and they after save my bond 
Enter Hieronimo. Save my bond! Alas, my lease! It cost me ten pound, and you, my lord, have torn the same. That cannot be, I gave it never a wound. Show me one drop of blood fall from the same. How is it possible I should slay it then? Tush, no, run after, catch me if you can. Exeunt all but the old man. Basulto remains till Hieronimo enters again, who, staring him in the face, speaks. And art thou come, Horatio, from the depth, to ask for justice in this upper earth, to tell thy father thou art unrevenged, to wring more tears from Isabella's eyes, whose lights are dimmed with overlong laments? Go back, my son, complain to Aeacus, for here is no justice. Gentle boy, be gone, for justice is exited from the earth. Hieronimo will bear thee company. Thy mother cries on righteous Radamanth for just revenge against the murderers. Alas, my lord, whence springs this troubled speech? But let me look on my Horatio. Sweet boy, how art thou changed in death's black shade? Had Proserpine no pity on thy youth, but suffered thy fair crimson-coloured spring, with withered winter to be blasted thus? Horatio, thou art older than thy father. Ah, ruthless fate that favour thus transforms. Ah, my good lord, I am not your young son. What, not my son? Thou then a fury art, sent from the empty kingdom of black night to summon me to make appearance before grim Minos and just Radamanth, to plague Hieronimo that is remiss, and seeks not vengeance for Horatio's death. I am a grieved man, and not a ghost that came for justice for my murdered son. Ay, now I know thee, now thou namest thy son. Thou art the lively image of my grief. Within thy face my sorrows I may see. Thy eyes are gummed with tears, thy cheeks are wan, thy forehead troubled, and thy muttering lips murmur sad words abruptly broken off. By force of windy sighs thy spirit breathes and all this sorrow riseth for thy son, and self-same sorrow feel I for my son. Come in, old man, thou shalt to Isabel, lean on my arm. I thee, thou me, shalt stay, and thou and I and she will sing a song, three parts in one, but all of discords framed. Talk not of chords, but let us now be gone, for with a chord Horatio was slain. Exeunt. Scene fourteen. Enter King of Spain, the Duke, Viceroy, and Lorenzo, Balthazar, Don Pedro, and Bellimperia. Go, brother, tis the Duke of Castile's cause. Salute the Viceroy in our name. I go. Go forth, Don Pedro, for thy nephew's sake, and greet the Duke of Castile. It shall be so. And now to meet these Portuguese. For as we now are, as so sometimes were these, kings and commanders of the Western Indies, welcome, brave viceroy, to the court of Spain, and welcome all his honourable train. Tis not unknown to us for why you come, or have so kingly crossed the seas. Sufficeth it in this we note the troth, and more than common love you lend to us. So is it that mine honourable niece, for it beseems us now that it be known, already is betrothed to Balthasar. And by appointment and our condescent, to-morrow are they to be married. To this intent we entertain thyself, 
thy followers, their pleasure, and our peace. Speak, men of Portingal, shall it be so? If I say so, if not, say flatly no. Renowned king, I come not as thou thinkst with doubtful followers, unresolved men, but such as have upon thine articles confirmed thy motion, and contented me. No, sovereign, I come to solemnize the marriage of thy beloved niece, fair Belimperia, with my Balthazar. With thee, my son, whom sith I live to see, here take my crown, I give it her and thee. And let me live a solitary life, in ceaseless prayers, to think how strangely heaven hath thee preserved. See, brother, see how nature strives in him. Come, worthy viceroy, and accompany thy friend with thine extremities. A place more private fits this princely mood. Or here, or where your highness thinks it good. Exeunt all but Castile and Lorenzo. Scene 15. Castile, Lorenzo. Nay, stay, Lorenzo, let me talk with you. Seest thou this entertainment of these kings? I do, my lord, and joy to see the same. And knowest thou why this meeting is? For her, my lord, whom Balthazar doth love, and to confirm their promised marriage. She is thy sister. Who, Belimperia, I, my gracious lord, and this is the day that I have longed so happily to see. Thou wouldst be loath that any fault of thine should intercept her in her happiness? Heavens will not let Lorenzo err so much. Why, then, Lorenzo, listen to my words. It is suspected, and reported, too, that thou, Lorenzo, wrongest Hieronimo, and in his suits towards his majesty still keep'st him back, and seeks to cross his suit. That I, my lord? I tell thee, son, myself have heard it said, when, to my sorrow, I have been ashamed to answer for thee, though thou art my son. Lorenzo, knowest thou not the common love and kindness that Hieronimo hath won by his deserts within the court of Spain? Or seest thou not the king, my brother's care in his behalf, and to procure his health? Lorenzo, should thou thwart his passions, and he exclaim against thee to the king, What honour wert in this assembly, or what a scandal wert among the kings to hear Hieronimo exclaim on thee? Tell me, and look thou tell me truly, too, whence grows the ground of this report in court? My lord, it lies not in Lorenzo's power to stop the vulgar liberal of their tongue. A small advantage makes a water-breach, and no man lives that long contenteth all. Myself have seen thee busy to keep back him and his supplications from the king. Yourself, my lord, had seen his passions, that ill beseemed the presence of a king, and for I pitied him in his distress, I held him thence with kind and courteous words, as free from malice to Hieronimo as to my soul, my lord. Hieronimo, my son, mistakes thee then. My gracious father, believe me, so he doth. But what's a silly man, distracted mind, to think upon the murder of his son? Alas, how easy is it for him to err! But for his satisfaction and the world's, to a good, my lord, that Hieronimo and I were reconciled, if he misconstrue me. Lorenzo, thou hast said, it shall be so. Go one of you and call Hieronimo. Enter Balthazar and Belimperia. Come, Belimperia, Balthazar's content, my sorrow's ease and sovereign of my bliss, sith heaven hath ordained thee to be mine, 
Disperse those clouds and melancholy looks, and clear them up with those thy sunbright eyes, wherein my hope and heaven's fair beauty lies. My looks, my lord, are fitting for my love, which new begun can show no brighter yet. New kindled flames should burn as morning sun. But not too fast, least heat and all be done. I see my lord, my father. Truce, my love, I'll go salute him. Welcome, Balthazar, welcome, brave prince, the pledge of Castile's peace, and welcome, Belle Imperia. How now, girl? Why comest thou sadly to salute us thus? Content thyself, for I am satisfied. It is not now as when Andrea lived. We have forgotten and forgiven that, and thou art graced with a happier love. But, Balthazar, here comes Hieronimo. I'll have a word with him. Enter Hieronimo and a servant. And where's the duke? Yonder. Even so. What new device have they devised, Trow? Bocas Palabra smiled as the lamb. Is it I will be revenged? No, I am not the man. Welcome, Hieronimo. Welcome, Hieronimo. Welcome, Hieronimo. My lords, I thank you for Horatio. Hieronimo, the reason that I sent to speak with you is this. What, so short? Then I'll be gone. I thank you for it. Nay, stay, Hieronimo. Go, call him son. Hieronimo, my father craves a word with you. With me, sir? Why, my lord, I thought you had done. No. Aside. Would he had. Hieronimo, I hear you find yourself aggrieved at my son, because you have not access unto the king, and say it is he that intercepts your suits. Why, is not this a miserable thing, my lord? Hieronimo, I hope you have no cause, and would be loath that one of your deserts should once have reason to suspect my son, considering how I think of you myself. Your son Lorenzo? Oh, my noble lord, the hope of Spain, mine honourable friend, grant me the combat of them if they dare. Draws out his sword. I'll meet him face to face to tell me so. These be the scandalous reports of such as love not me, and hate my lord too much. Should I suspect Lorenzo, would prevent or cross my suit, that loved my son so well? My lord, I am ashamed it should be said. Hieronimo, I never gave you cause. My good lord, I know you did not. There, then, pause, and for the satisfaction of the world, Hieronimo, frequent my homely house the Duke of Castile, Cyprian's ancient seat. And when thou wilt, use me, my son, and it. But here, before Prince Balthazar and me, embrace each other and be perfect friends. Ay, marry, my lord, and shall. Friends, quoth he, see, I'll be friends with you all, especially with you, my lovely lord. For diverse causes it is fit for us that we be friends. The world suspicious, and men may think what we imagine not. Why, this is friendly done, Hieronimo. And that, I hope, old grudges are forgot. What else? It were a shame it would not be so. Come on, Hieronimo, at my request. Let us entreat your company to-day. Exeunt. Your lordship's to command. Pah! Keep your way. Chi mi fa più carezze, che non suole. Tradito miha, o tradir mi viole. Exit. Scene sixteen. Enter ghost and revenge. 
awake erichtho cerberus awake solicit pluto gentle proserpine to combat acheron and erebus for ne'er by styx and phlegethon in hell or ferried charon to the fiery lake such fearful sights as poor andrea sees revenge awake awake for why awake revenge for thou art ill-advised to sleep awake what them art warned to watch content thyself and do not trouble me awake revenge if love as love hath had have yet the power of prevalence in hell hieronimo with lorenzo is joined in league and intercepts our passage to revenge awake revenge or we are woe-begone thus royal things ground what they have dreamed upon content thyself andrea though i sleep yet is my mood soliciting their souls sufficeth thee that poor hieronimo cannot forget his son horatio nor dies revenge although he sleep awhile for an unquiet quietness is feigned and slumbering is a common worldly while behold andrea for an instance how revenge hath slept and then imagine thou what tis to be subject to destiny enter a dumb show awake revenge reveal this mystery lo the two first the nuptial torches bore as brightly burning as the midday sun but after them doth hymen high as fast clothed in sable and a saffron robe and blows them out and quencheth them with blood as discontent that things continue so sufficeth me thy meanings understood and thanks to thee and those infernal powers that will not tolerate a lover's woe rest thee for i will sit to see the rest then argue not for thou hast thy request exeunt end of act three